Fantasy Focus. It is Tuesday, October 10th. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. My name is Daniel Top, joined by Stefania Bell and Field Yates. Guys, we've got a fun show ahead of us today. We're going to talk about a Monday night football game in which nobody wanted to try and win. Felt like no one was mm-hmm. interested in trying to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of injuries that we we're going to get through, unfortunately, Stefania. And then we got the waiver wire to make sure that people are set up for our week six matchups. But you're going to need that waiver wire today. My Because it has been a brutal morning. It's Huge. 11 a.m. where we are right now. And it has been a busy and brutal morning for fantasy football squads everywhere. Yes, everywhere. In fact, I think we just need to get right to what's going on. Because no, there's no, just no, too no, much. No, no, no. no, no. Because I'm not here on Monday and I need... 30 oh, seconds to okay. talk about the outstanding team that is the San Francisco 49ers. All right, I think oh, that's fair. Okay, so gotcha. I just need to, I'm enjoying all the talking heads talking about how this might be the best team in the NFL, how their offense is unparalleled, and oh, by the way, their defense. I think complimentary football was defined on Sunday night. I think you are right. <laughs> 49ers have the highest point differential in the NFL, and it is obvious that defense is so dominant. Brock Purdy is looking like the second coming of Tom Brady out there right now. I want to remind people under seven months since he had his elbow ligament repaired. I mean, it's phenomenal. And the only thing, and then we can move on, but uh, to see Fred Warner get his flowers on national primetime football television was, Mm. you know, this is the thing. If you know the 49ers, you know how he is. He's sort of this quiet, I mean, vocal with the team, but you don't hear about him. We don't talk about him. We talk about these defenses all over the league. Fred Warner just unbelievable, had the game of his life and uh, hey. was appreciated by his teammates. And he got the post-game interview. How often do you see a linebacker get the post-game Amazing, interview? Amazing, right? That was so good. Okay. We can move on now. Look at okay. Us. Wow. Thank you. You know, here, the, the good part about <laughs> Stefania doing that is pretty much all the news that she has over the next, I don't know, eight exactly. minutes is really crappy. Exactly. <laughs> so the mood's I about know. to drop That's why Daniel's well. like, we have a fun show. I'm like... Fun for fun. Who? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we gotta, we have a fun. Anytime I get to be in a room with you guys talking about football, yeah. it is always a fun well, show. That was my, I got You're my fun. Mensch. I that's, had my fun. That's what it there is. There you go. Fun hey. is now over. Fun's over. Time to get serious for <laughs> Stefania. All right. So we're gonna dive right in. I woke up this morning, found out Stefania that Justin Jefferson is gonna head to the injured reserve with a hamstring injury. I'm getting sick and tired of these hamstring hamstring injuries. Yeah, so it's the NFL. Uh, yeah. It seems like it. We're expecting I mean, him to miss at least four weeks because of this, but what can you tell us about this injury for Justin Jefferson? I think, you know, people saw it. You can see that he slipped on the turf. There'll be much conversation about that. He slipped while making a cut, was injured early in the fourth quarter, uh, was limping off the field, did not come back. And on Monday, uh, Kevin O'Connell said he was still going through al- evaluation and that this was to be determined. Now we know, we knew it was probably going to be a multi-week injury as many of these hamstring injuries are. Um, This is a guy who's never missed a game in the three seasons of his young career and just been outstanding. And I think um, the one thing I would call attention to is that just how down he was. We don't talk about this enough. Um, They were just concerned about how upset he was. And I think when you're facing 
perhaps the first big injury of your career, managing the emotion around that is going to be a part of also ensuring that he gets healthy and can come back. Now, uh, as far as a total time frame, again, there's a spectrum with these type of injuries. So we don't know. We do know with the injured reserve that you're talking about four weeks. I would point out the Vikings also have a buy in week 10. Mm-hmm. So they could be looking at that as like that would be five weeks missed. So a sixth week would be okay. uh, the potential return time. Uh, but there's other factors also in play. I was going to say, as if that wasn't bad enough, the fact that these four weeks lead into their bye week. So you are missing a minimum of five weeks of fantasy football action with Justin Jefferson. Yep. I want to read a tweet from Adam Schefter that I think is notable. And there are some discussions surrounding a player's injury return that go beyond just the injury being back to 100%, as we saw with Jonathan Taylor literally five days ago. Yep. Adam Schefter reporting this. Earlier, this was at uh, 9.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Here's the other unspoken issue that could potentially lengthen Justin Jefferson's absence. If the Vikings don't win games and stay competitive, what is Jefferson's incentive to rush back when he did not land the contract that he wanted? His absence could last longer than expected. Do you guys remember during the fantasy marathon when Shefty was talking about Justin Jefferson and he was like, my only hesitation with Jefferson going number one overall is if he doesn't get that extension, I wonder about the possibility of him not being available. Obviously, he did not get the extension. He was available, though. But now that dynamic is back in play here. We can't forecast exactly how that dynamic is going to unfold. All I can say is that we are hoping, somehow, some way, between now and week 11, the Vikings either go 4-0, Pay Justin Jefferson $1 billion, which should be good enough. Right? <laughs> which should worth, be enough. Right? Yeah. Um, or Justin Jefferson has this longing for being back on the football field that is uh, incomparable because it's not like if Justin Jefferson was out for the rest of this season, he would not get the richest contract for a wide receiver ever. Oh, I mean, yeah. He is already on pace to be one of the most productive players in the history of the NFL, but this is an ugly potentially ugly and like difficult to figure out dynamic that frankly, I was not wanting Shefty to tweet about this morning. Well, to pile on with what no, is another no consideration please, please there. No, no, no. no. Yeah. We're, we're going to add to it. Uh, do you remember the word recidivism that I we do. used last week? Yes. Well, guess what? The highest recidivism rate is comes to hamstring injuries, Great. the okay. risk of recurrence, uh, 11 to 13% re-injury rate in the hamstrings in the same season which is highest in wide receivers. And if you think about what the demand is for their position, the speed, the power, it's no surprise really that the hamstring is so susceptible to re-injury. This is why, by the way, we talk about it being the biggest injury burden in the NFL because not only is there the recovery time, but also that risk of recurrence, particularly in season. Also, on average, wide receiver performance is down 8 to 14% the first three weeks that they return from a hamstring injury. So for fantasy purposes, even when a player comes back, typically their snap percentage is down, their performance metrics are down. They do bounce back ultimately. And as long as there's, oh, I, I apparently, wow. this is apparently yeah. this is the news was so bad Super Bowl right now. This is what's just happened to me. <laughs> okay, those that are not, I, I, that are I was at that Super watching. Bowl, by the way. And uh, I thought the 49ers made a comeback, but, okay. they, but they did not but win. Did so not. for those that so are watching not and not listening, that all of the power seemingly <laughs> went off in our studio, except, except for, for I think our LED microphones, microphones are working. And the, but you know what? It's kind of like shadow puppets. Remember finger puppets? That's Remember right. That? Yeah, Honestly, can we get that? Hey, 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 hey,
we're back up and running. Okay, so we're back up and running. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So there. So I think that the takeaway from because I want to move on to like the what it means for the Vikings in the yes. interim right, right now because the the big takeaway is that it's going to be a minimum of four games. We don't know if it's going to be only four games. It's going to be a minimum of five weeks. You are hoping that in week eleven, Jefferson is back. That's the end of it. But we now acknowledge that that risk could be that he A, does not return in week 11 or B, he returns. But this hamstring issue nags for the rest of the season. It's a brutal blow. He was the number one player in basically everybody's preseason rankings. He's been spectacular again this season. Worth that number one overall pick in fantasy. Let's talk about what it means in the meantime, though. If there is a team that is semi-equipped to handle losing a top wide receiver, it might be the Vikings. The reason why... They drafted a wide receiver in the first round, and he has been their third wide receiver. That's Jordan Addison. So, K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison are now the new number one and two in this Vikings offense. Yep. Does either of them scare you like Justin Jefferson does? No, of course not. Is it still a reasonable one-two punch at wide receiver? It's not bad. Not bad at all, as a matter of fact. Over the first five weeks of the season, K.J. Osborne has run the fifth most routes in the NFL just ahead of Justin Jefferson. He was sixth. Of course, Jefferson missed half of a game or so, so that number would have been probably closer to first if not for the injury. Yep. Kirk Cousins leads the NFL in passing attempts. Just by sheer volume and talent, the opportunity for K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison, especially Addison, to be starters every single week, it's now wide open, especially this week against the Chicago Bears, who have a defense that can a great absolutely place be to start. taken advantage of through the airfield. It's, it's a great place to start. So, yeah, I will have Addison as a top 25 play this week. KJ Osborne, a little bit lower than that. I think Addison's the more dynamic player, of course. Yep. Uh, Osborne, though, is has been solid in spot duty in the past, and he's like a dependable, like steady. He's not a bad player by any stretch. So uh, while the Jefferson injury news is awful, Addison has a top 20 wide receiver ceiling, and I think K.J. Osborne's inside that top 30 as well because this team's going to throw it a lot, and these two are going to be the focal point of this offense going forward. Should mean even more work for T.J. Hawkinson, which, of course, at tight end is a fantastic thing because there are so few tight ends that actually catch passes. Yes, I am very okay with more work for T.J. Hawkinson. I think most everyone is going to be all right with that. All right. By the way, they're by not until week 13. Okay. So keep that wow. in mind. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on. Wait, I'm talk. sorry. Who's, who's by? Uh, Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota. Oh, I thought you were saying earlier it was 11. My bad. Oh, no. I, oh. Hold on. Let's recheck. TBD. Okay. Let's, you know what it is? I, I, I do. I have so many injuries on the brain. Okay. That is, uh, hold that thought on the week 10 by for another player who's injured. The oh, Vikings by is in week 13. Okay. So, uh, so everybody recalibrate this and uh, just acknowledge my brain that is injured. My, pot, sorry, my bad too, as I was Come reiterating on. it. So week 11, not the Vikings by. There's a chance you have Justin Jefferson back in week 11, but he might not be. And if he misses week 11, that means between week six and week 13, you could potentially have him just for one game available. So he, part he of could, that is he a could ramp be, up He back. could be back in, hold on. He could be back in week 10. Okay, sorry about that. This is week six, week seven, week eight, week nine. That's your four injured. Well, I started it. Let's Uh, be honest. Here's the bottom line, though. We want to see him uh, ASAP. I'm not sure we'll get him ASAP. It's (laughs) a complicated We also want to see him healthy when he comes back. And just be forewarned that he may not come back at 100% of the performance that you are expecting from Justin Jefferson. Really tough for a Vikings team that is one and four right now in this NFC North because they really need Justin Jefferson in order to stay in the playoff hunt in order to hopefully get there. But let's move on. (laughs) All right. 
Let's talk I mean, about it's a house of cards. Like, we'll winning. find out a lot about this yeah. too. Like yes, if, if they make some trades for veterans, like if they trade away some of their defensive players in the final year of their contract, that might be a signal as well. Like, Hey, we're not really interested in winning this season. We're already one and four. If it gets worse. And again, if it's, if they're two and seven, two and eight, by the time he's eligible to come back, you know, is he going to be highly motivated to be back on the field. That's we'll got to stoke the Kirk cousins trade fires as well whether or not yeah. it happens you know that yep. at least people are going to want to talk about it totally. all right let's move ahead as if that wasn't bad enough yeah we got news this morning devon a chance oh. stefania likely going to miss multiple weeks adam schefter said he was a candidate for the ir per sources with a knee injury. So yes. what can you tell us about this injury for Devon Chan? Really not that much right now. The okay. Dolphins have not shared much information about the nature of it. People thought Mike McDaniel was being coy yesterday. I think he was actually being honest, which I put Mike McDaniel in the coach's tree that we talk about, like Sean McVay and Mike Tomlin, who are very transparent, transparent. when they have yeah. information to share. And basically what he said is that they were testing uh, Devon Chan's knee and he w- they would be getting more information. If you look at additional context for Mike McDaniel. He said HN was, quote, in and out of the game, a standard rotation. He thought he might have something, but he's such a tough kid. It was kind of tough to read, so we need to evaluate more. Meaning, and everybody saw this, Devon HN played and obviously played beautifully this weekend. So they didn't really know that he was dealing with something for sure until after the game. And when they started to look into it, they found some things that warranted a little more evaluation. And that's why we're, we're, we are where we are as of Tuesday morning. Now, Adam Schefter also reported that he was getting a second opinion today that would help determine whether he ultimately is going to be placed on injured reserve or not. So it sounds like they're evaluating options in terms of treatment for whatever is bothering Devon Achan. Clearly, when you're talking about a young player, you're looking at long-term health of the knee. Clearly, when you have a player who's running back, who is putting that kind of mileage on the knee, the long-term options matter. Here, here with the Dolphins is where the bye week is in week 10. Mm -hmm. So if he were to go on injured reserve, then it would be six, seven, eight, nine, and obviously week 10. 10. Okay. So uh, that... Just to clarify from my earlier. Absolutely. Boo-boo. So as a part of this, we mm-hmm. would expect that Raheem Mostert is going to continue to be involved here. I know yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, is- so the plan is to activate him now off of injured reserve. His injuries were not particularly significant, but I think the Dolphins thought this is better to get him healthy 100%. He was listed with ribs. That's why he has not played. And uh, again, Mike McDaniel knows all these running backs so well from his time uh their time together in San Francisco. So Jeff Wilson can be plugged right in. There's almost no chance that Jeff Wilson jr. Or excuse me, that Raheem Mostert isn't at least a top 10 tight end or top 10 running back for this week. We're right? all over the map right now. Yeah, we uh, are. I think that Raheem Mostert with Devon HN out and Jeff Wilson jr. At best coming back off of a short week of practice or whatever, his first week of practice is yeah, a top 10, 15 option at the running back spot. Uh, they play the Panthers. So it's, it's uh, that game could be over by halftime. Good so they there. could be onto their fifth running back by the third quarter. Yep. Uh, like, like a lot of the games they have been playing so far uh, this season. But Wilson is an important waiver wire ad. Jeff Wilson is a good player. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. last year, remember after they traded for Jeff Wilson jr. He had a string where he was the RB one in Miami and he produced at a pretty high level. Now that offense last year was very good, but not quite the level that it's at right now. You should be adding Jeff Wilson Jr. right away. He's available in 70% of leagues. I mean, 
honestly, with the way this offense is playing, nothing would surprise me with right. Jeff Wilson Jr. If he's playing 50% of the snaps within the next two or three weeks, that could legitimately be a top 25 running back option because the Dolphins are that freaking good. I yep. just want to point something out. Devon HN did not play in week one. People might have forgotten that because he got so many yards. He did not play week one. He had a preseason shoulder issue. They were protecting him. I think his first week when he played in week two, he had one carry for five yards since then. Rushing yards only. 203 in week three, 101 in week four, and 151 in week five. Like, that is unreal. That's it's, insane. I mean, the entire offense right now in Miami is absolutely yeah. bonkers. And that's why, again, Jeff Wilson Jr. is a low risk, high reward ad because everything this Dolphins offense touches turns to gold right now, especially in the running game. It's I, also why you want to make sure Devon HN is healthy before you bring him back because if you look at that kind of workload, mm-hmm you're not bringing him back at anything less than what you're satisfied is, is a safe place to bring him back. All right, let's move ahead and talk about Anthony Richardson, Stefania coach Shane Steichen said that he will miss some time with an AC joint sprain. That doesn't sound good. I don't like that. What can you tell us about Anthony Richardson? I didn't like the way it looked. I mean, uh, because he went down to the ground, went down hard, kind of, these are we've talked about it when we talked about Derek Carr's injury. So there's this mechanism when quarterbacks go to the ground and they land uh, on that side. It's either the head hits first, it's concussion, uh, it's a clavicle injury, it's an AC joint injury. And the way he landed just kind of loaded through the arm. Yeah. And the problem is you get the shoulder just it's an axial load, so it just pushes right up through that AC joint and can damage the ligaments there. Um, in worst cases, you can end up with a severe displacement. You can end up potentially with a fracture. I mean, there's so many scenarios that I think when we don't have the details, it makes it very hard to project. Um, there's a wide spectrum of grades of injuries. But when you are talking about the throwing shoulder for a quarterback and you have something that is considered quote unquote significant, uh, then there's discussions about how do you manage it? Do you manage it conservatively and just allow them to rest, maybe support it in a sling, wait until the pain and inflammation settle down and then try and get them to start moving, get back to throwing? Is it a surgical situation? If you're wondering why that's potentially an option, the MRI, this is one where the MRI is really key. We often talk about MRIs being confirmatory and you know there's not much that's there, but in this case, you're really looking at all the soft tissues around the AC joint, seeing what the extent of damage is and deciding is this something you can manage conservatively or not. So uh, I think, again, we're in the waiting pattern yeah. to find out just how complicated this shoulder injury is for Anthony Richardson, but I would expect him to miss extended time beyond this week based on preliminary information. And if he misses time field, obviously this week we're going to have a revenge game for Gardner Minshew yeah, going maybe. back to the, Jaguars, the Jaguars, yeah. which means I am not downgrading really any of the pass catchers. I think we've no. talked about this before. Everyone kind of stays where they're at. Yeah, the pass catchers might actually get a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, uh, And it's been a very saturated tree of targets for uh, Gardner Minshew when he has played this year, which has been in three games, by the way. A ton of Michael Pippen Jr. and a ton of Josh Downs. Two guys you should know about. Uh, you should know about Josh Downs uh, on waivers, waivers this week. Of course, Pittman uh, has been a pretty solid player so far this season. Uh, a bummer on Anthony Richardson. Hopefully, we see him back at some points in the next four to six, seven, eight weeks. But uh, as Stefania was sort of alluding to, with both Devon Achan and Anthony Richardson, you got a young player. It's really not in your best interest to rush him back for any reason by the way though i will say this if we learn if i've learned anything as an observer about these ac joint sprains in recent weeks is that 
Timeline's very fluid. Oh, a lot yeah. of reporting about Derek Carr going to miss multiple weeks, and then he was back on the field literally seven days later. Right. And that's why, you know, I think, uh, you know, when you've seen this acutely, they're so painful when they happen. And if you saw Anthony Richardson walking off, he had his arm down by his side. If you saw Derek Carr going off, he was in so much pain when it happened. You really can't judge the severity of the injury uh, from a distance without understanding all of the things that are potentially being evaluated and what the actual physical limitations are. So again, we wait on Anthony Richardson, but uh, I will say this, Gardner Minshew, yeah. going to the Jags. Yeah. Yeah, I love the yeah. revenge narrative there. I'm uh, all in on that. All right. And we'll talk about a very important waiver ad at the quarterback position in just a little bit here on the show. Let's move ahead and talk about, unfortunately, we Excuse got Excuse me, let me turn my pages because I, I have Jeez. so many. We got so many more, oh unfortunately. Goodness. James Conner, Stefania, also now expected to miss multiple weeks because of a knee injury that he suffered in the Sunday game against the Bengals. What is it that you can tell us here about James Conner's injury? We know he left the game in the second quarter and didn't return, so she, automatically you start to worry. We know that Jonathan Gannon said on Monday he could miss, I believe his quote was, a little bit of time. Yep. And now this morning, our Adam Schefter reporting that he's going to miss multiple weeks. So a little bit of time turns into something longer, and that's all we have right now. Yeah, Field, this team added Tony Jones Jr. off of waivers. Yep. They also have, and I can never get his name Amari correctly. DiMarcado. And so at this point, like, are you looking at either one of those guys from a waiver wire perspective or would you go a different direction? Yeah, I would be adding DeMarcado off of waivers. Jones, I would not expect to play a prominent role right away. Um, But with DeMarcado, I describe this as kind of like Matt Breida yesterday. Okay. Right. It's a player that might crack the top 30 during bye weeks. He played fine this past week, 10 rushes, 45 yards and a touchdown. But I am not expecting a massive, massive fantasy output for DeMarcado this weekend going forward until James Conner returns. Conner has been so, so good this year. What a bummer to see him, unfortunately, on the shelf once again. Only two teams on by this week. So hopefully you don't have to dip too deep into that running back. I wanted to make one quick note before I forget it. And I told myself I would say this. Once Justin Jefferson was brought up earlier in the show, one of the things that people are always asking us about is, hey, everybody's reported that Justin Jefferson's going to IR. Why can't I put him on the IR slot Mm -hmm. yet? Just a reminder, until the move is made official by the Vikings, we can't make it official on the ESPN app. So if you're looking to potentially put Justin Jefferson on IR today and then fill his slot on waivers overnight, If the Vikings don't do it, you're going to have to find a different player. There are many reasons to describe uh, why this is the case. I used the Derek Carr example just moments ago. If we had listed Derek Carr as out when the initial report from someone came out that he's going to miss two to three weeks or something, we would have been wrong literally within days. So uh, you have to find a way to draw the line somewhere. That is how ESPN and Rotowire draw the line. So just wait until the player is actually placed on IR before you start bellyaching about why you can't put them on IR. Oh, wait. So we don't just like willy nilly make our own injury designations. We do not, we do, not do that here. Oh, we follow what the actual NFL does. Okay. We got well, more. Let's keep it rolling. Let's oh, talk geez. about this, unfortunately. Travis Kelsey, Stefania. Had an ankle injury. We all saw it. The entire world seemingly saw it. There was fear. Everyone used the word dreaded high ankle sprain. Mm. Is it just a regular ankle sprain? <laughs> is it a high ankle sprain? What kind of ankle sprain is it for uh, Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I mean. Do we even know? I, I'm just I'm just trying to keep myself measured in my response well, to like just the initial response. Uh, immediately oh, now. You any, know what I mean? Yes. I mean, Travis Kelsey's season over. No. Travis Kelsey went into the locker room, uh, was evaluated, got his ankle heavily taped, 
and returned to the game and, oh, by the way, scored a touchdown yes, afterward. Later uh, reported that he had a right lateral ankle sprain. Um, we talk about lateral ankle sprains. These are what we all call the basketball sprains when you roll your ankle and you injure ligaments on the outside of your ankle. And again, just like everything, spectrum of injury. Now, I will say that during the course of a game, there's adrenaline. There's a, Kelsey was clearly lobbying hard to get back into the game. Um, but after the game... Sometimes you feel a whole lot worse than you did. Yeah, like you're able to get through off. it. The adrenaline wears <laughs> off. Things swell up a little bit. So, uh, I, again, we have to wait. Now, they do have a Thursday night game. Short so week. this makes it more interesting because it's a short week. A lot of times these are just walkthroughs or they don't practice whatsoever. Monday was just an estimated practice report, but he was listed as a non-practice participant. They play the Broncos this week. You think big division rival game, but if you've watched the Broncos lately, maybe not so much. I mean, they did sit Travis Kelsey week one when he had a bone bruise in his knee against his wishes when he wanted to play. So uh, I would say stay tuned to practice reports and, and plan accordingly. The fact that he played through is a good sign, but we still need to be mindful that it's a long season and chiefs don't plan on it ending at week 17 or 18. Yep. That's true. A couple of days ahead on the injury report for Travis Kelsey. If we learned one thing from week one, it's that when Travis Kelsey is out, it does not automatically mean that somebody, whether it's a chief's tight end or a chief's pass catcher in general is going to all of a sudden become a must start at their position. So tread lightly. If Kelsey is out, when saying that I must start a chief, whether it's a Noah Gray, whether it's a Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony, the list goes on and on and on. Stefania, we got a couple of Bears running backs that are banged up. Are we going to see yeah. either Khalil Herbert or Rashawn Johnson here in week six? Yeah, I'm not feeling good about Khalil Herbert. And if you saw his ankle injury, he got twisted. It was a very awkward position, just really uncomfortable to watch. Uh, went out. Um, was jogging on the side, tried to come back in. If you saw, it was like one play and he essentially took himself to the ground. Yeah. I mean, it was very clear uh, that his ankle was problematic. And I think that uh, my expectation would be we're not going to see Khalil Herbert for a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I would make other plans for Sean Johnson dealing with a concussion, potential to be cleared for this week's game. So stay tuned. All Remember right. when Matthew used to not have any idea what the Undertaker gift was? Yeah. That applies to Deontay Foreman right now because even with Roshan Johnson possibly playing in week six, the Bears are going to have to have some level of depth going into the game. Travis Homer also got hurt this past Thursday night. The team has already signed Darrington Evans off of the Dolphins practice squad, so they are making plans for this upcoming week. And Deontay Foreman, while he has a very limited skill set, which is why part of the reason why he's been a healthy not on, scratch. Not on special, he doesn't play, offer them anything on special teams. No special either, teams, right? and obviously a limited pass catcher as well. But right now, he is their best healthy true mm-hmm. runner, and he ran really well last year for the Carolina Panthers. So I think that Deontay Foreman should also be added off of waivers right now, on top of Roshan Johnson, who I think is still available in over fifty percent of leagues. Because while we think there's a chance that Roshan plays this week, as Stefania will remind you 1,000 times, we don't know. <laughs> it's a concussion. We don't know if he's going to be back in 7 days, 10 days, 12 days, whatever whatever the timeline will end up being. So yeah, grab yourself some Deontay Foreman right now if you can. Can we speak yeah, into we, existence like 19 targets for DJ Moore in case there are no running backs? Dude, after last well? week, I'm not sure we can ask for anything more from DJ Moore. Well, I want to. Okay, fine. I, 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 want it is. To. I just want to be honest about it. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving on here. Stefania, another concussion, unfortunately. Tank Dell left last week's game with concussion. We know they are not linear, but based on what it seems like with trends, 
Are we assuming that we're going to see him here in week six? I, I wait again, make no assumptions when it comes to uh, concussion injuries. Really, we shouldn't make them for any, but a, a concussion, I feel like just a reminder, it's five phase protocol that players go through. It, it runs somewhere in the 21 to 25% range of players who do not miss a game in between. I think there have been three players who have not missed a game so far this year, but it's a small sample size. We're only three or five weeks. Uh, and again, it's just not time dependent. It's criterion dependent. And so we will wait and see. All right. Texans get the New Orleans Saints this week. So hopefully we can have Tank Dell available for that. One more injury here. Zay Jones left week five against the Bills with a knee injury. He also missed weeks three and four. Right. Was this the same knee injury? And that has not been made clear yet sure either. Yet. Okay. But I think whenever you are seeing a player who's missed a couple of weeks with a knee injury and then is going back out as he did, yeah. um, I think the that the, right now it's being called day to day. But this is one where I really want to see the practice reports during the week to see what he's doing before I have any kind of idea of you know, what, what, what his status will be going into the weekend. Well, that was an injury report, <sighs> Stefania, and we got... I got injured during that report. That might be the Clearly busiest in, one we've ever had here. Like Seriously. Ju- Justin Jefferson, I, I don't know what I was... I was like all over Devon Chan's bye week when we were talking about Justin all Jefferson. All good. It happens, uh, happens to the best of us, yeah. including Stefania. Even Superwoman forgets mm-hmm. her cape sometimes. Every <laughs> once in a while. Dude, this is what happens when there's so many injuries. It feels like this has been nonstop this year. We're having to talk about guys. We are having to figure out how to play without in fantasy, which is a bummer, but yeah. so glad that you're here, Stefania, to help make sure that oh, we are on the right track. You. Let's talk quickly about Monday night football before we get to waiver, because it wasn't a super oh. fun game, but we do want to pay it off here a little bit. Yeah. The Raiders get a 17 to 13 win, an important one for Las Vegas. They improved to two and three green Bay falls to two and three on the Raiders side. I don't think that anything really was a major takeaway other than Good to see yet another solid performance from Josh Jacobs in the fantasy points department. 19.9, so five catches for 20, uh, 20 yards. Uh, but another inefficient rushing night for Josh Jacobs. I just don't think that's going to change this year. Doesn't feel like it. I just don't think it is. The offensive line is getting no push whatsoever. Quiet night for Devontae Adams. What are you going to do? Right? Yeah, I mean, that was Devontae frustrating. Adams. Uh, in watching the Manning cast, because that's where I'm on, on these games that aren't as much fun, like the Manning cast is where it's at. Go for check me, it out. It yeah. gives it a little bit of excitement there. But they just kept talking about, like, why are we not throwing the ball to Devontae Adams? Know, why yeah. are we locked on to Jacoby Myers, which as a Myers manager, I was fine with. But yeah. still, you got to find ways to manufacture touches for the best wide receiver in the game. Field. Yeah, Myers continues to be one of the better flex options available right now in fantasy. He has been rock solid for them this season on the Packers side. Obviously a tough watch right now for this offense. They're certainly still finding their way. Jordan Love finally comes way back down to earth. My eyes finally align with the fantasy production for Jordan Love under five fantasy points for him. Christian Watson kind of gets on track yesterday. Three catches, 91 yards. I wonder if we'd be talking about it differently if he wasn't horse collar tackled about five yards short of the goal line yesterday. Uh, Marcus Peters grabbed him, yanked him down, and that prevented a long, long touchdown. He can still fly, obviously, Christian Watson. I just think the quarterback play has been the biggest issue with Watson's uh Efficiency in his first two games back. Agreed. Obviously missed the hamstring uh, because of the hamstring injury. He missed multiple games. And with Christian Watson playing a more prominent role last night, made a very quiet night for Romeo Dobbs. So for the Packers, really like AJ, excuse me, when he returns, and it sounds like it could be after their bye, which would be week seven, Aaron Jones, great with. All good. 
Besides that, like Christian Watson will also be in lineups. He's a low flex play. Well, you're still figuring out what Watson's actual value is. He'll yeah. still be started. We just don't know exactly what he is going to become for this season because it's uneven right now with Jordan Love. It is. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not here to write the. Uh, you know, the final chapter of the Jordan Love story. But I can certainly see some areas for concern right now for Packers fans who know that even though it's his first year starting, he's had a critical year. It's the fourth year of his career. Oftentimes by year four, you feel like you should know what the player is or is not going to become. Hey, that was the big takeaway for me. I had both of these quarterbacks that I was watching intently and I got bailed out. Trevor Lawrence is a top 16 quarterback oh my God, because of right. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jordan Love, which means nobody won or lost the Mike board Clay bet. Won it is twice. a push. Exactly. There's nothing worse than Mike Clay winning oh a my board God. bet he's not even a part of. Yeah. But this was um, a tough one. No one wanted to win this game. Both no, these offenses was, just did not look fun. It wasn't. It was not great offense on either side of the ball. We get Chargers-Cowboys next week. That should be a more exciting Monday night football match. Assuming so, the, Char- the Cowboys decide to actually play this week. Did they, wow. They didn't wow. even really show up. Yeah, they did not Stefania. against uh, Stefania's 49ers who just do that to them or do that to their opponents all, all the, time the time now this year. Is it bad? I, I don't want to pile on. No, nah, you can go, we you just, go ahead. We, we spoke with our play on the field. Yeah, that's wow. right. To leave it at that. Hey, you know who else has been speaking with their play on the field? Let's talk some waiver wire here Ayo. a little bit because Matthew Stafford, if you want to talk about getting a streamer <laughs> potentially still, at quarterback. You still love him like he's a lion. I love Matthew Stafford. Of course, I always love him like a lion. You it sent really me, is. A, a, what was it, a week ago, yeah. you sent me the play against the Cleveland up. Browns mm-hmm. where he is mic'd up. He basically had a separated choice. He got destroyed yeah. on a pass. Ended up coming back in, throwing a game-winning touchdown. <laughs> Unbelievable moment. And he's that running in, out going, in Detroit. You out. can feel it. And yeah. afterwards, guys are coming up to like pat him on the shoulder. And he's, he's like, like, oh, no, don't, don't do that. Don't touch yeah. me. <laughs> it absolutely solidified that Matthew Stafford is one of the Iron Men at the position in the NFL for me. Not just as a Lions fan. This is a guy that I love to be able to watch play quarterback. Field, now he gets... Cooper cut back to go with yeah. Nakua had already looked fantastic. Oh, and by the way, they proof that the two can, can coexist. coexist there. <laughs> sure you need can. a streamer. Yeah. This is a guy that is throwing the ball enough. You could absolutely look at him here in week six. They play the Cardinals as well. As we saw with Joe Burrow last week, what do you need to get yourself on track? Playing the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. So uh, Matthew Stafford, a very, very important waiver wire ad this week. Not that Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love, the two quarterbacks on a bye, have been players you've been relying upon, but this is the Anthony Richardson replacement right now. This is the top candidate amongst quarterbacks available in 50% or more of leagues. Stafford's been really good this season, obviously adds zero with his legs. What you need with Matthew Stafford is for him to find the end zone through the air a couple of times. He only has five passing touchdowns in the first five weeks of the season, but we saw the Rams become a lot pass heavier in week five compared to where they were during the first four games of the season. I don't know if that was just because they played the Eagles or perhaps because they now have two outstanding wide receivers alongside each other. Add Cooper Cup back into the mix, throw the football a whole lot more. Love Matthew Stafford as a week six play. Yeah, I am with you on that call. If you're looking for a quarterback like him again, only two teams on by this week. So ideally you don't have to replace a lot of people within your fantasy roster. You got the Green Bay Packers and the second team that I'm now blanking Packer, on. Uh, Steelers. Yep. Pittsburgh Steelers, which yeah. is the, you got George Pickens that you're trying to replace. And hopefully that's it. Unfortunately for that roster. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, let's talk about Rasheed Rice here. Stefania, you mentioned Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey 
does not play in this Thursday night football game. One of the places that I'm looking to go, Rasheed Rice. I know. Ooh. All of a sudden, he is a, an appetizing waiver wire pickup. We weren't sure Absolutely. what his role was going to be, but I felt like this week when I looked up and I saw his name flashing across the screen yeah. as finding the end zone, I think he's developing that rapport more and more with Patrick Mahomes. I would love to see more volume. We're getting some production out of him, yep. but it's lower end volume there. One thing that I do love, though. Patrick Mahomes tried to tell you he last did. year. He, he warned you. Unless his name is Travis Kelsey, I'm throwing it to whoever. Whoever is going to be open. That's right. what it is. Correct. Yeah. He leads this the wide receivers in targets and receptions. But most importantly for me, the one thing that I'm looking at, he has 11 first downs more than any other wide receiver in this offense. I think if Patrick Mahomes is looking at a guy to be able to help move the chains, he has become at least a trusted part of this offense within the first five weeks. And Field, I'm trying to manufacture. I'm trying to speak into existence one of these guys yeah. being able to go off in case Travis Kelsey does not play here on Thursday night. I like Rasheed Rice as an option if that happens. I still think he is a bench dash right now. He's trending in the right direction, but uh, as Stefania said, like the volume was okay last week. With three catches Only for 41 okay. yards, like in a game in which uh, Kelsey missed what a third of it or so. Um, so if here's my so general maybe philosophy, more of a DFS play this week, but a grab and so. stash for later on. Yeah, I think so. I think he's an add and stash. If Travis Kelsey doesn't play on Thursday night, and all of a sudden, like you're going to have to obviously add a new tight end. I don't know if he would be a flex in anybody's roster unless you have just like the greatest tight end depth of all time. So I think. Add and stash right now for me with Rasheed Rice, talented player. But as we have talked about over the past year and a half or so since uh, Tyreek Hill got traded to the Dolphins, Patrick Mahomes can light up the world without an established top 25 wide receiver in his lineup. Uh, Mahomes, and we'll talk about this more on Thursday. Yes, we will. Sneaky, slow start for Patrick Mahomes. So far this season, uh, Thursday night would be an ideal time to get things on track. Yeah, fix me game there. Hey, what about KJ Osborne? We kind of talked about this earlier with the Justin Jefferson injury. Seems like an obvious must-add on waivers this week. Yeah, if we were prioritizing these receivers, clearly Osborne in my book ahead of Rasheed Rice. He's already run the fifth most routes in the NFL this season, and he should be a busier player without Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think that unquestionably he should be much closer to like 75 or 80 percent rostered after the run of waivers tonight yeah you're gonna get a couple of weeks in a row of him being able at least to be usable within your fantasy four weeks minimum at least four weeks four weeks minimum yeah what about logan thomas we watched logan thomas last week looked fantastic over 20 fantasy points from the tight end position anytime you get 10 points from your tight end you're like that was great i just got double digit fantasy points sure 24 logan thomas looking at what they did here sam hell loves logan thomas he does that's what you need to if you watch the game, he is looking for Logan Thomas. I feel like that, like the the skew so heavily for volume for tight end is to Logan Thomas. The problem is that Logan Thomas has been injured a lot. Yes. You know, he's a tough That's player. Part of Logan he, I had a, I thought there were a couple scares in that last game where the, you know he was in and out. Uh, he will play very. He will play an incredibly physical game, but it puts him at risk. Man, uh, but if you're a tight end that can catch the football and uh, you're <laughs> yeah. available this week, and you then get you should, the yes, target share that he yeah. does, you absolutely, yeah. I just think, don't you think fantasy managers have been a little bit gun shy about Logan Thomas for for that reason alone? Yeah, me, me honestly, 
if you're a tight end that is in existence, I'm like not that gun shy about you <laughs> well, because there are you so might few not of them. Be. So uh, yeah, but uh, definitely a name to know on waivers this week. Um, I think the meat of waivers though is, is a couple of guys that uh, you know KJ Osborne, Matthew Stafford would certainly be there, and I think Josh Downs should also be mentioned. Josh Downs been busy. Uh, for the Colts, been really busy, and we talked about how with Gardner Minshew and to a degree with Anthony Richardson as well, things have been very sort of streamlined into a couple of pass catchers. Josh Downs has commanded nearly a 25 percent target target share with Minshew under center with Minshew in and Richardson out. You lose the element of those designed runs as well for the indie offense. So they should skew even a bit more pass heavy than they have been so far this season. Down's a good player. Third round pick out of North Carolina was an awesome, awesome college player. He showed it off so far this season, had his best game of his career this past weekend. The only thing that's a bummer for me about Josh Downs is it's kind of Starting to put out the fire on all the Alec Pierce that I was hoping was going to we oh, really? see yeah. this I think, year. I think that, that ship has semi-sailed sailed feels, right now. Feels yeah. like it right now, yep, unfortunately, within yep. this offense. All right. What about Tajay Spears field? Unfortunately, if you are a Derek Henry manager, mm-hmm. you probably didn't think you were going to have this kind of a split with a rookie, what is he, a fourth-round rookie? Third-round rookie. Third-round rookie yeah. coming in, Tajay Spears. Like, this is a guy, unfortunately, though, for Derrick Henry managers, getting a lot of volume, someone that if you needed a running back with the way the running back market looks right now, at least look worth at least looks like he is worth an ad on waivers this week. I think he is a worthwhile ad in stash. I'm looking this up right now. I looked it up earlier. I want to make sure that I am consistent and accurate on it, though. Here's the question I think you have. With Tajay Spears. Okay. How do you have any idea when to play him? You don't. Because for fantasy, he has one good game so far this season. That was this past week. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, 3.8, 7.5, 4.9, and 8.8 points in his first uh, four games, 16.9 in game five. Does that really strike you as the kind of player that you want in your fantasy lineup? Probably not. Now, is he incredibly valuable if something happens to Derrick Henry? Yes, but we don't want to think about that, especially on a day in which we had a 30-minute injury report because there are 94 players currently banged up. Here's what's, here's what's bothering me, though. Over the last three weeks, from week three on, Derrick Henry, 88 snaps. Tajay Spears, 89 snaps. They're, it feels like they're splitting time in a way. No, that they like, are. They I are. I mean, but that happened in week happening. one as well. It just hasn't translated the fantasy points, right? The touches right? haven't like, been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like Samaj P. right? I mean, you're playing, right? yeah. Samaj, there are a lot of running backs that play a lot of snaps that just don't get that many fantasy points. I so. do. I th- they're just such different players, too. They it's like, And it, I think if, um, if you watch the game, the One thing that was passes. troublesome was Derrick Henry, who would just kind of count on to power through people, got basically goal line defended, yeah. you know? And so uh, I think... They have issues there that that may or may not impact how they choose to use Tajay I Spears. I wish that they were throwing the ball more to Derrick Henry. It feels like the passing game usage we got last year with Derrick Henry has now just all yeah, gone to Tajay gone. Spears, basically, yeah. which is kind of tough. All right, let's talk about a couple of running backs here real quickly. Field Julio McLaughlin, second yeah. week in a row. Do you think that this guy is still worth adding and using? Off of waivers. Yeah, I think I'd have a much better feel for this if I knew what Javante Williams status for Thursday night would be. Yeah. Uh, because while McLaughlin did play a notable role and played well this past weekend, if Javante Williams is back, I still think Denver will lean towards him as the starter. So a reasonable add in the event that Javante is out. But the ceiling really depressed if Javante Williams plays a really on hard one to read because this past week when he was in practice, he was doing mostly stuff on his own and, mm-hmm. and didn't really open up to full speed that anybody could see. Then they don't activate him for the game. 
even though he came in as questionable and you wondered, were they saving him potentially for Thursday, knowing they had a second game that was so close together or was he really that far from ready and they're concerned given that he entered the season with a multi-ligament knee injury? And because this week is a Thursday game, I don't feel like we're going to get great insight until we get to there. So um, you may just want to grab, try and grab Jaleel McLaughlin. So you have him. I mean, certainly Mm. he, he proved valuable to me to utilize him this past week. Helped me out. So I, I, I would I would be a fan of putting him on the bench. There's no guarantee. Javante's had inj- he's got a big injuries coming off of. This is a good guy to have around. Okay. What about field? We're t- we talked a little earlier in the show about Amari DiMarcado. Yeah. Obviously, if there's no James Conner, it seems like he would at least get some kind of a run. It's just tough in this Cardinals offense to feel like when are you going to start a backup running back unless you are so depleted or you have a ton of bye weeks maybe a grab and stash in case things turn out, but not someone that you're looking to add in order to start here this week. And week yeah, I'd be surprised if he cracked my top 25 this week for running backs, but opportunity is certainly there for him to be a fairly busy guy. So again, a moderate upside here for Amari DiMarcado, a cool story of him making the Cardinals roster as an undrafted free agent out of TCU, but would not surprise me at all if they continue to add to that backfield of Corey Clement is brought up from the practice squad. They already claimed Tony Jones off of waivers. DiMarcado will have a little bit of a role. This could very easily be a committee in Arizona. All right, and at quarterbacks, we already talked about Matthew Stafford, but if there was anyone else that you wanted to add really quickly as a streamer, Sam Howell, I don't want to say the words looked good last week because if you didn't watch it, Tell then you, you were have. Yeah. But yes, as he got you the fantasy points that you needed Absolutely. last yeah. week as long as you didn't watch the game. Yeah, as yeah. somebody who plugged him in for a week, I was well sweating done, it out yeah. in the first half that was a tough and the one. second half was much better. And yes, I unfortunately was watching, so I was... I. It's best to just drop him in your lineup. So that's why you away. know that Sam Howell loves Logan Thomas so much because he didn't look at Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson at all, it right. seemed like. Yeah, which it's, was frustrating. A, it's a fairly quiet streaming week on the quarterback front because there's only there's two only buys, teams, and those yep. two teams on a buy are not quarterbacks. Jordan Love and Kenny starting. Pickett are yep. not guys that you were starting. Yep. All right. Field, we are going to talk a little bit more a little later on in the show. We got some heating up coming up. But first, Geico asked. How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? I would love that. Of course you would. Of course I would, Field And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. All right, and now it is time for Heating Up, brought to you by Popeye's Yum. Field. I have a Popeye's box to my right. Ugh. If I am distracted for the rest of the show, it's because of the aroma. It's off the charts, <laughs> and I am now starving. I want that Popeye's box right, right here. here. Yeah, okay, so we, like can, we can arrange that. Very sure, quickly. let's do it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm Field, hungry. it's not just this Popeye's that is super hot right now. Travis ETN looks fantastic after crushing it last week against yeah. the Buffalo Bills in London, nonetheless. Travis Etienne, absolutely our Popeye's heating up player right now. He is doing everything that you want out of a starting running back right now. He's playing a ton of snaps. He's getting involved in the passing game. He's finding the end zone as well. And while this passing game has been a bit up and down at times, Travis 
ETN has not been. He has been red hot for the past couple of weeks and no reason to believe that Travis ETN will not continue to do that for the Jaguars against the Colts this weekend. So love me some uh, Travis ETN, a top eight running back play going into week six. I think there was a lot of conversation too about Tank's big Tank Bigsby potentially coming in and there yeah. was a lot of pre-draft talk about what he sure. could be. That has not materialized, and this is absolutely Travis Etienne's backfields to find. I, I just want to point out that Travis Etienne posted on Twitter that yeah. he played against himself in fantasy football with like so a crying emoji. It's so good. So good. So good. We you love you, Travis, for you know giving the shout out. Absolutely. For a football. little bit of fantasy football mm-hmm. love there. That's what it is all about. When I look at Travis Etienne here, set it and forget it, running back, basically moving forward the rest of the season. I really like seeing some of the passing game usage that he got, especially last week Four for receptions yeah. for 48. I want to see more of that from Travis Etienne. That's one of those things that can help unlock him even more for us as fantasy managers. All right. We're going to do a show league update in a moment, but hey, baby, first, let's go. guys, whatever you're looking forward to this season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment. It's an ice cold Miller light. At just 96 calories a can, Miller Lite is the only light beer you will want to celebrate with all season long. So whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or at the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. It's Miller time all season long from kickoff to the clock runs out. You can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. It's the only light beer that has a taste worthy of our national obsession because what's the point of having a beer if it doesn't taste like beer feel? Mm, Great question. Well, it's light on calories, not on taste. It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean finish. You can get the taste that you crave without the calories. Check them out. Miller Lite. All right, guys, let's talk about a show league update let's here. Let's do, do it, Daniel. this one out. Do yes, we have we to. Have to Listen. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean... When can you score almost 140 points and still, and still lose? lose? I don't know, Matthew. When can you do that? <laughs> well, Stefania, you get a victory points win at least. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, you did. Well, that part is fantastic. Field, you came into this Monday Night Football game, I think, undefeated. Eric yeah. Moody, and you needed Aaron Jones. How did that work out for you? Well, not well when he, oh, started, he, when he, when he was play. inactive. Yeah. So I had to rely on Patrick Taylor, his backup running back, and uh, or his I guess, backup, backup, backup running backup, back. Running back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was hoping for a miracle there. Um, my team met its match in the form of Eric Moody uh, and in the form of Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, and DK Metcalf all being on a, well, either on a buy or unavailable. So uh, the run is over. No longer uh, a no. No more perfect streak. Yeah, oh, so I also didn't have the uh, Cowboys defense available this yeah, week. Yeah, this is I what we call them, creating so. parody in our league. Yeah. Look at you, though. I mean, you were starting. <laughs> You're still eating, too. Patrick, like, who's a- Patrick Taylor plus Josh Downs plus Matt Breida plus Zach Ertz. I mean, you got that's pretty deep that you're going right there, Field, and you were still in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. it's tough. I also made the absolutely unforgivable mistake of of benching Dallas Goddard. Well, so. I mean, who knew that this was going to be the week, the breakout yeah, course, week that yeah. we've been waiting for? I have Yikes. Dallas Goddard in a uh, couple of fantasy. weeks, and I was like, finally, finally. Yeah. It's a game of coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I want to make sure that the league stays competitively balanced. Yeah, well, and, you did your part. Uh, so we feel good about the squad going forward. We'll have to make do without Aaron Jones again this week. But... With Austin Eckler and Raheem Mostert, well, at least we think Austin Eckler back this week. Plus Raheem Mostert, we're going to find our way. Uh, Stefania, your team, unfortunately, yeah, this week. I'm bitter. It was 139.52. Yes, we played at the second decimal point. Yes. Yes. That's how many yes. points I had. Metalcore, 192.92. Yeah, that's that's right stupid. Wow. Go, JB. I'm, you, my, you know what? 
I, I'd love to give you, I'd love to, I'd love to give credit, but let's be honest. DJ Moore. Yep. Uh, George Kittle, George Kittle, who has like three, maybe, I don't even know. He doesn't have, well, one, two, three, as he said, because three touchdowns, but um, he's, he's not going to have that level of production. We know that it's up and down with him. So that and was Tyreek Hill as well, though. And Jalen Hurts. Wow. JB's That's got a himself squad a squad. Right I know. There, yeah. he, so I felt like Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore and George Kittle together, like, I expect Jalen Hurts to get his <laughs> points, but the yeah. three of those guys together having that just was such phenomenal days. There was there was no way. And I had uh, Adam Thielen, who I've have, Adam Thielen it. might have been my high score. I mean, He's that's not awesome what I would. He, he, he has unbelievable. But I would not have projected him to be the guy who. I've is got the him high as scorer. wide receiver ten for week six. <laughs> Adam is, Thielen. Are crazy. you serious? Yes. I mean, how I could you not? Else? With all that, who else? I know and the volume. The volume is out volume. of control. He, They're constantly playing the from behind. I mean, it's just ridiculous how productive he is. Meanwhile, oh, I think. Uh, Oh, I had Cortland Sutton, 2.3. Yikes. Yeah, I don't want to look at my roster either. We can throw it up there. I took on the Trophy Smack crew, and both of us had a down week here this week. I had 93.9. They had 97.08. Why am I not playing one of you this week? Yeah, you wish that you were. I'll tell you what. So what undid you? Oh, Jordan Love undid him, plus Ramondre. Yep. Um, yeah, Tutu Atwell coming back down to earth, obviously. He was 8-0 previously. I'm sorry, 8-1. No, sorry, 7-1 previously. 7-1 previously. Okay. And I had a tough one. I had Justin Herbert on by, so I rolled with uh, the quarterback you told me to start this week, Field, and Joshua Dobbs. Got <laughs> yeah, me well, I had already taken Zach Wilson from you, <laughs> so don't worry. Yeah. Um, but Christian McCaffrey, though, I know, I know. Christian McCaffrey, points. just a pedestrian game from him in terms of fantasy. Devontae Smith getting me 1.6 doesn't help. You know what also doesn't help when you lose by four points? Negative five from the commander's <laughs> defense. If you had just not so... started the defense, you would have won this matchup. Gosh, that's so Unreal, frustrating. Huh? So frustrating. Shout out to Trophy Smack, though. They put together a great squad so far this year. Oh, look at that. David Montgomery running that running back. Where's, that's a where's good Trophy Smack? Like second in the league? They're second overall right yeah. now. Field, are you in first? Is that what it is? Field's uh, in first. We are, yes. Wow. We are. So we, we are. We are. I mean, I don't I feel weird. We like, are. Yes, I am. That's <laughs> right. Hashtag we are. All right. Um, the record there. You got Field in first, tied with Trophy Smack. JB, who took down Stefania, Metalcore Fantasy. I uh, know. Tied that was for, unfair. For third place with me. And then we got Moody. And we Jackson on the list. Is that that's who Jackson. that is? Jackson. Oh, who's Jackson. Got Jonathan Taylor, got and, Jonathan Cooper Taylor and, yeah. and Cooper Cup. And all of a sudden, Jackson's got Jackson himself might, a team, too. He does, got yeah. himself a team. Yeah, this one's going to be tough. And then you get towards the second half oh, of this. God, look at a lot of four Mike's back-to-back wins from Mike. Mike has back-to-back wins, both in terms of head-to-head and victory points. So Mike <laughs> digging himself out of the basement. He's now <laughs> climbing the standings here. And he's saying, Liz, I'm leaving you in the dust. I know. Liz is so- in a rebuilding year. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. In a, yes. A rebuilding and a redraft, uh, and a redraft yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. No I know. Deal. It happens to all you, of us. You could like, ignore that part. Somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody's got to come in last. Liz, come on. There's still plenty of time. I got to get out of I got to say this. Throw really Mike Clay back in the basement. Jackson's team, I'm just going to list a few players. Jackson's team is nasty. Get it. So he drafted both, like you said, Cooper Cup and Jonathan. And we Taylor. mocked him. Yeah. Adding <laughs> to that, he already has Lamar. Yep. He has Tony Pollard. He's got Brees Hall and Kyron Williams. Yeah. He and, went like all upside. So, I mean, he's got four like top 15 running backs. He was Plus like, he's got Cooper Cup and Zay Flowers and like George Pickens. This guy is, this is a good looking team other than Sean Tucker, who he is unwilling to quit because he loves Sean Tucker yeah. from Syracuse. Like mm-hmm. this is a really good lineup here for okay. Jackson. 
So anyways, shout out to anybody that took a shot on either JT or Cooper Cup coming back. You have yourself some life here. Hopefully going into the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully you can make it that far. I'm just trying to get through week six, Daniel. Like, I appreciate your enthusiasm for the playoffs, but let's just get through week six, can we? Nope. I'm already looking ahead to the playoffs. What's the point of playing if you're not going to make it to the playoffs? Play to win the The game. game. All right. That's going to be She's speechless. She's literally speechless. I I really, I have nothing left. Okay. I always got buried in the last 24 hours. I think we all need a nap after what was that injury report, unfortunately, I don't even and know. a tough week five. Guys, who's playing? Who's on IR? Thank who's you so much know? for Stay hanging tuned. out with us. That's right. We will be back with more tomorrow. Mike Field and I talking a bunch of rankings here for week six. Ooh. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. And make sure you get in your waiver claims. It's Tuesday <sighs> night. Get them in now. Do not forget. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. The lights went off during the show. Gosh, was that this show? Felt so long ago. She's got a smile that'll melt your heart. She's always there to lend a helping hand. Her fantasy knowledge is just the start Her skills are highly in demand She's our Bay Area lady Out there hustling for us With advice that we really trust Your favorite gal, she's the fun you pick.